0: Hi, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Full Seam Ahead. It is the last episode of the regular season for the Houston Astros. Uh, as the season comes to an end, we're hosting the Phillies here in Houston this week. Uh, we are recapping a, a really a long season, but especially touching on this most recent home series versus the Tampa Bay Rays, and then previewing the upcoming series with the Phillies. that actually got started last night. Uh, as the Astros put the finishing touches on the regular season for the 2022 season. It's crazy that October's here, postseason's here. You know, we'll get the wildcard game starting this weekend. Uh, But the Astros got to finish a little bit more business before we get there. And they had that on deck with the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend. They walk out of there with a series win. But Lorenzo, what is your one word for the series versus the Rays?
1: I'm going to say breathtaking. I think Dashows did everything they could. Uh offense was on display, defense was on display. I don't know if you saw Bregman's defensive clinic I believe Friday night. I mean, this man was just cleaning up third base like nothing, but had that the offense was there pitching so-so. Of course Framber another shaky outing, but um the other starter Christian Javier and Luis Garcia got it done but yeah i would say breathtaking against a good you know Tampa Bay team that's going to be in the wild card since they just punched their ticket yeah. on friday night and you know um it's a positive sign because we are 5-1 against them we did pretty good against their starting pitching the bullpen as well so it was very breathtaking to see them uh finish the series against the rays with the win
0: yeah and so i think let's just go ahead and jump right in there and start with game 1 uh, it was a 7-3 loss by the time the dust settled. But like you said, the Rays did punch their ticket Friday night, securing their wildcard spot. Uh, we saw a strong outing from Drew Rasmussen, who we talked about had, in his last outing against the Astros. He had lost it, and we hit him around a little bit. Uh, But he had it going for him Friday night. He went seven innings, pitched five hits, two earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts. And, you know, really the, the offense just – just wasn't there. The bats weren't there against that better pitching performance from Drew Rasmussen. The Astros were two for 11 with runners in scoring position. And uh, despite a home run from, from Bregman, that's not really a lot to get you going and score enough runs to, to win you a ball game. Yeah. I mean, Bregs
1: did get it started with the leadoff. We're well, not really a leadoff, but uh, in the two hole this time yeah, with the bomb in the copper boxes. And then after that, I mean, just really Astros couldn't figure nothing out. Alvarez, Went two for four with a double, and then Yuli going two for four with a double as well, with two RBIs. So it was a different lineup as well. You know, we can't forget about that. Altuve was leading off, Breggs was second, um, I believe. Alvarez was third, and Tucker was fourth. So I mean, it was a very, very different lineup. Even putting Pena back in the seven hole to see how that was going to go. So right, and and the experiment didn't look like it worked out that Dusty had hoped for, but um you could just tell the offense wasn't there and nothing was clicking
0: yeah no it just wasn't like really clicking. i mean three runs not the end of the world but definitely as we get kind of into that postseason stretch you want to see the offense clicking a little bit better uh but it didn't help either that Framber did not have an, a great outing once again uh he, Framber went five and a third giving up nine hits six earned runs three walks and two strikeouts for his second Rough outing. And I don't know. I mean, are you are you nervous about Framber going into the postseason? Oh, a little shaky. I mean, he did have that 24,
1: not 24, 25 quality start streak for a good while. And now after that, it's just it's been a different Framber Valdez. Um, he finished the month of September. This has probably been the worst month he's pitched with a 418 ERA. I mean, like you said, back-to-back outings. That weren't even really great for him. So it's kind of getting a little nervousness and everything like that. But he got to one more start against Philly. Hopefully, um he bounces back with that one. Obviously, he's gonna be a pitch count as well because the next week will be um the ALDS. Yes. So it's gonna be really important for Dusty to keep him fresh going into either game two, game three, whichever you know game he decides to put him in. But um, it's a little bit of you know, kind of worried about him, but at the same time, too, we know who Frember is this pitcher has been doing everything. He's, you know, all-star season this year. So I'm, I'm trying not to be worried about him, but at the
0: same time too, um, he needs to get it ready for October. Yeah, no, without a doubt, you know, we got to have everybody playing sharp playing at the best of their abilities. So the Astros do not get out of there Friday night with the win. Uh, They dropped that game to the Rays, but it was really just an act of service, a kindness to the Rays to help them punch their ticket into the postseason. Because then on Saturday, the Astros did get it done, scratching across a two-to-one win, largely thanks to Christian Javier, who continued having... He, he's had quite a September. He's, he's had a hell of a month. Yeah,
1: I mean, Christian Javier is just... He has that dog in him, man. I, I mean, I'm really high on this guy. He's done really well. Uh, MLB Network, even Robert Flores has talked about him um, on a segment that they had on MLB Network, MLB Central. Um, dude, I mean, the month of September... and with a .40 ERA, 22 innings and a third, eight hits, one earned run. Only one earned run from 22 and a a third. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting, and it's only giving up six walks. And, of course, like we said, he has that high strikeout rate, 30 strikeouts to end the month of September. So this guy should be your AO pitcher of the month, player of the month. I mean, this guy could go – for both really well they um, gave
0: pitcher of the month to alec manoa
1: was it this month for september mm-hmm. yeah i don't like it that as i mean that's a He's good, had a good right september there. but i mean a point four zero era and only giving up one earned run and then four starts i don't know i would really like to debate on that one but anyway um you know going against the rays six innings pitch two hits no earned runs two walks seven strikeouts um Pitching 95 pitches and 62 of them were strikes. So we we've, we've seen Christian Javier deal season long taking that starting role into a you know new path for him because obviously he's been that long reliever in our bullpen and all of a sudden he's just coming to be a rising star in that starting rotation. So I mean that's a great positive sign to see because like we said it, he could be either your game three or game four starter going into the postseason for the LDS.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And, you know, loving seeing that from him. And then the bullpen behind him as well. I mean, you know, Javier goes six innings pitch, no runs, two hits, like you said. The bullpen comes in and for the most part keeps things going. Hunter Brown goes one inning, one hit, two strikeouts, no runs. Rafael Montero, one inning, one strikeout, no hits. Uh, And the Astros were headed toward a victory. and And then Presley comes in to get the save in the ninth. And he goes one innings pit, one inning pitch, one hit, one earned run, two walks, two strikeouts. And it got a little hairy there for a minute. It did get a little hairy uh, with that one-run lead getting a little dangerous. But um Presley's able to get his man, get get a job done, and get out of there with a win. And you got to think a win's a win. But, I mean, Presley's given up runs in two of his last four saves. Are you nervous about that going into the postseason?
1: Um, I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm always positive on um, you know, Ryan Presley, of course, he's dealt with some injuries throughout this whole season. Um, you know, we don't want to feel a panic right there because that's it's not a good feeling going into the postseason with your clothes are already struggling. Um you know, I, I, I just it's just one of them games that he has to go through. Obviously, I mean it's a tough opponent in Tampa Bay, but at the same time, too, we're gonna see much more tougher opponents when yeah. we get to the
0: postseason. So we might see Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not too worried about him, but at the same time, too, you just got to be precautious about him now because he's not the Ryan Presley that we saw last year. Obviously, I think he's top five in the AL with saves. He collected that save being his 32nd of the year. So I'm not trying to be panicking on him, nothing like that, nah, nothing to worry yeah. about. It's just, you know, something to look at later on. Hopefully it doesn't get
0: too, you know, chaotic. Yeah, no, it it was definitely a little nerve-wracking, but I think we've seen Presley go through those moments this season where he's had, you know, these three or four inning or three or four appearance spans where he's a little shaky, but then he always dials it back in. Uh, and I think that's maybe it's a good thing he's getting getting out of his system right now before we head into the high stakes games of the postseason. So I personally it's something I'm not super stressed or worried about, but it's kind of something to, to keep an eye on. But the pitching is really the only story from Saturday's game because the offense, offense didn't do a whole lot of anything. Uh, they collected two runs on six hits. Two of those hits belonged to Jake Myers, making his return to the Astros lineup. Uh, he went two for three, also collected a stolen base and had a strikeout. and Pena, one for four with one RBI. Uh, really just, just just not a whole lot to do from the bats in this game. They were one for eight with runs in scoring position, left five men on. Uh, Altuve was one for three. Alvarez zero for four. Bregman zero for four. Tucker over three. Not a whole, just just not super encouraging from the, from the bats. But again, you know these guys are postseason tested. They've they've been there before. They know how to handle it. I don't think it's anything to start freaking out too much about right now.
1: Nah, it's not. It's just you know it's just one of them days. I mean, obviously they went against Shane McClanahan. McClan, like I said, I I believe that Rasmussen and McClanahan were going to have different approaches coming into this series. You know, doing their homework, studying how to be better from the last start. So obviously they did their homework. Um, the Astros didn't do nothing against Rasmussen. They almost didn't do nothing against McClanahan if Christian Javier wasn't pitching. So I mean, of course, but that's baseball. Pitching's going to do their job. Hitting's going to do their job. But it was, you know. Enough for us to get a win, and that's all that mattered, really.
0: Yeah, you know, getting that win and putting that in the win column, win number one hundred and three. You got it done. Sometimes you got to win ugly, but a win's a win. And then on on Sunday to wrap up the series, uh, the Astros get a three to one win behind Luis Garcia, uh, who's having himself also a pretty nice September. You know, we've had that conversation, geez, for it feels like over a month now. About who gets left <laughs> off the postseason roster, who's in the bullpen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Luis Garcia has done a really good job lately of putting himself in that conversation as the, being on the postseason roster, uh, and you know potentially reinserting himself in that starter role. Uh, I don't know if we go that far quite, but uh, it's definitely worth worth thinking about. Uh, Garcia came into this game with a solid September, and continued going six innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, and four strikeouts. Uh, that's a phenomenal outing from, from Garcia, considering we've seen him have those three, four, five, six run innings uh, in the last couple of months, even you know since the All-Star break. Uh, so seeing that outing from him was really solid. Over the month of September, he put up a 1.96 ERA, and in his last seven starts, he's six and zero with the three point four six ERA. He's had a really great season, really quietly because the moments when it's been bad have been really bad. But you got to commend the young man for a great performance on Sunday and a and a good season.
1: Yeah, he's finished the season strong, I believe. I mean, he's trying to show, you know, what he can do, what he could bring to the table to, you know, be able to put him on that postseason roster. So. I mean, he's just doing everything in his power. Fifteen wins—that's the biggest thing I could say because he is in the top four in American League in wins, with Verlander with seventeen, Alex Manoa with sixteen, tied with Framber Valdez, and then the next person that's up is Garcia, who is tied with Shohei Ohtani with fifteen wins. So, yeah, commend Garcia. He's just trying to do everything that he can. Obviously, like you said, in his last time, starts six and zero with a three point four six ERA. Of course, we've been giving him, you know, his critique about how he starts early in the game, the mid-game, of course, going through the second part, third part of the lineup, they'll get into him. But, I mean, obviously, these past three starts, like you were saying, he looks like he's been dominant, and that's a really great sign for us to see because he's probably going to be the important one going into the postseason.
0: Yeah, no, especially, you know, we've we've seen Framberg kind of – Struggle these last couple outings, which hopefully that's nothing you know, super of concern. But having Garcia to at the very least be depth on the, in, the, in the roster is nice to have as well. And so, again, Luis has a great game, giving up that one run early. Uh, and then how about Jeremy Pena putting the offense on his back, going three for four with a home run and all three RBIs? Uh, Altuve also going two for four with a double, Yuli going two for four, but. It was the JP3 show on Sunday. And how about the 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 youth the youth movement, Jeremy Pena and Luis Garcia, uh, combining to get that win and get the Astros another series win on the last home Sunday at the Juice Box. Yeah, I mean, that, we're going to really
1: need Jeremy Pena to step up too, especially. Yes. Um, he's looking like he's seeing that off-speed pitch very well in the month of September. He was batting, I believe, 317 with the off-speed of a slider, I want to say. If I saw a tweet out there correctly, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the kid's growing, obviously a rookie, he's going to grow from his mistakes. And that's what we like to see is looking like he's growing from it. He's being a little bit more patient at the play, just waiting for that slider to take it the other way, opposite field hit. So, I mean, it's a great sign for Jerry Pena and the rest of this Astros ball club.
0: Yeah. You know, every little bit of progress you can get is better. And overall the Astros, Take this series from the Rays, taking the season series five games to one. Obviously, dropping that Friday night opener. Uh, but you got to feel good about the Astros playing the Rays, where they you know that that's very easily a team that they could see here in the postseason. Uh, depending if we have to see them in the ALDS or theoretically in an ALCS matchup. Uh, you know the seating's not quite set yet, but you got to think that the Astros feel confident uh, if they have to play them in the postseason.
1: Oh, yeah, and I'm I'm not even facing them, but I feel confident myself because, I mean, you've seen their top two pitchers already twice, right. which is Drew Rasmussen and Shane McClanahan. Tyler Glass now we've faced before, but, of course, he's on a pitch count right now because he's coming back from an injury. Um, Shane Bass has been out for the season. I'm feeling very confident. The Ashles look like they're comfortable at the plate. They've hit Corey Kluber off, too, as well, not to mention – it's not a surprise that this team has seen the Tampa Bay Rays so many times throughout the postseason since 2019 that we started. 2019, 2020, uh, we didn't play them in 21, but, I mean, this ball club looks very confident against a team like that. And what stood out to me this series, too, as well, is Christian Javier continuing to do well against postseason teams. I mean, he just played against Tampa, not Tampa Bay, um, Baltimore, before the rays and he only gave up one hit against them. That's gonna be a future playoff team next year. I give I'll guarantee you that. But the Rays themselves, I mean Javier's done it twice against them, pitched against them twice. He dominated them two times. So I, I I'm really looking forward to Christian Javier to see what he's gonna do this coming October.
0: Yeah, me too. He he's really put himself in a, in a position to be an impact player. And think about, about back in May and June where he was really struggling there for a little bit uh, in that starter role after Odo got hurt and went to the bullpen – or went to the IL, excuse me. Um, And Javier struggled. He, he'd have one outing where we'd see a little bit of how good he was and then he'd have a really bad outing. Uh, but it seems like he really put it together there later on in June. And, and he's had a couple blunders here and there, but really he's been – you know, one of the most consistent pieces of this rotation. So hopefully you're going to see that continue into the postseason. But with now with that, we now head into our final Astro series of the regular season. This series got started last night, and we were going to recap that game and talk about the next two games headed up on the schedule with the Philadelphia Phillies coming to town, coming to Houston to wrap up the Astros season. Uh, the Phillies were coming in last night hunting, hunting, to cement their spot as a wild card team, and they did exactly that, taking a three nothing victory away from the Astros. And um, I don't know, not really a whole lot to say about this game. Uh, Astros lose three nothing. Offense isn't there. Tip your hat to Aaron Nola. Uh, congrats to the Phillies for punching your ticket. See you tomorrow. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what all you say about a game <laughs> is as kind of boring and as ugly as that one was.
1: Yeah, I mean it's twice now that a team has clinched on their on our field, just yeah. two to- two series in a row. Obviously the Tampa Bay Rays doing that, and now the Philadelphia Phillies. But two hits only this game, Alvarez, and you know the Hens House of David Hensley were the only ones to get anything. Baker taking out Altuve, Pena, and Bregman, you know during the game as well. So, I mean, that could come into effect, but I'm really not even going to count that because Aaron Nola was just dominating against us. Yeah, he was. Um, You know, he's their ace. Obviously, as your ace, you got to put the team on your back. You got to do everything in your power to get that final wild card spot. He did six and two-thirds, two hits, no earned runs, no walks, nine strikeouts. Uh, he had a perfect game in the seventh inning until Jordan Alvarez broke it up with a single. So, um. Yeah, I mean, you like you said, you you tip your cap to him because this Phillies ball club hasn't been to the postseason since twenty eleven. You know, back in the J roll days, Ryan Howard, Chase yeah. Utley, them you know Philadelphia teams back then, and um, you know you got to just do, you know, give credit where it's due, and Aaron Nola just pitched his butt off, and you know I'm tired of seeing Kyle Schwarber too. Kyle Schwarber, oh was no, just no kidding, the head nail, you know he hit them two solo shots, one being off of uh Lance McCullers and then the other one being off her key. I mean this game was just nothing but solo shots. Uh Bryson Scott or or Bryson Stott I meant hit a bomb too. So I mean it, it was just a pitching performance but at the end the Astros couldn't get nothing done with Darren Nola on the mound.
0: Yeah and you know he, he was great and on the other side of the ball Lance McCullers had, had a great night. Like you mentioned he gave up that solo shot to Schwarber. Uh that was the only run he gave up Lance went six innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh, he's he's continued to be great. Uh, according to Brian McTaggart, he's allowed McCullers has allowed two or fewer runs in six of his seven starts since making his debut in August. And you really gotta like that man. You really we've talked about it before this man, LMJ. He's got ice in his veins. He's got postseason DNA. He's built for it. He's ready for it. And seeing him pitch and perform at a high level, uh, I think he's going to continue that and have a really strong postseason. I really do.
1: No, I'm all low for it, dude. I'm just waiting for that. Just postseason baseball in general. But Lance McCullers Jr. too, just coming from an injury, you know, missing half of the season due to a forearm strain. You know, that's really nervous. You know, really nervousness as well because it, it kind of con- your bone, you're it just contacts to the UCL your the Tommy John surgery, the ligament right there. It just it all yeah. comes into place with your arm. And for nothing to be really serious or damaging to that part of the body, it really helped us a lot. And for him to come back strong and like you said, just giving up two runs or fewer in the seventh st- at six of his seven starts. I mean that's really incredible. Against a Phillies team like that, like you said, this man has postseason DNA in him and I'm just ready
0: for it. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of as great as McCullers has been, uh, his bullpen counterpart tonight or last night was the opposite, Jose Arquidi. uh His first time coming out of the bullpen this season, and it was not great. It was not an encouraging uh appearance from Jose Architi, going two innings pitched, two hits, two earned runs, two walks, one strikeout, two solo home runs. And like, yeah, you can look at it and say there's only two runs, where, there's only two hits were solo home runs, but also... He gave up two hits and they were both solo home runs, you know. And so it's hard. I think it's getting harder and harder to be super, super confident that he is going to even be on the postseason roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially how Luis Garcia has been pitching a like, lot. Right. We were talking about earlier. We're trying to figure out who's going to be the last guy to get that postseason, you know, postseason spot. And we had we both had mentioned her kitty too that was going to make it, but now. The way he's been pitching, uh, it's kind of just not looking too good for him. I really want him to make it. But at the same time, too, with the struggling, the sh- you know, he's been struggling a lot these past starts. And this was his first time being in the bullpen since, since, I'm pretty sure, since 2021. So, I mean, it's not looking too good for him. This could be the last time he pitched this, you know, this season. We don't know if he's going to be on the yeah. postseason roster which we would like to, but at the same time too, the numbers show that he hasn't been doing this good this last part of the season, something that, you know, just got to make the team better some way somehow. And if we're going to have to put him off, then, I mean, we can't do nothing about it.
0: Hey, well, there was already one time this season where we thought we'd seen the last of him in a Houston Astros uniform and we were wrong then. So who knows maybe we're wrong now again, Uh. But yeah, you know who kn- who knows where we're gonna see our kitty go. But overall, just kind of a big stinky game last night. That three nothing loss. You know the Astros are sitting here at the chance to tie the record for the best best record in Astros history. That's gone. Uh, I think still yep. get up to what one hundred six, one hundred five. Can't do math. 10- one hundred six. Yeah, one hundred six uh, right now. So that there's already in second place with one hundred four wins. Let's also go add on two more. Uh, and the Astros will try to get that started tonight. Uh, game two. We got Justin Verlander on the mound, who's 17 and four with a 1.8 ERA, going up against Ranger Suarez, who's 10 and six with a 3.37 ERA. Uh, JV for the Astros in his last outing for the against the D backs. He went seven innings pitched, six hits, two runs. One of those runs is earned, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Here's my thing about Justin Verlander. And I've been thinking this for about a week now. Tonight, Justin Verlander is going to put an exclamation point on his American League Cy Young Award. He's had two like outings where it's like they're not perfect, and for some reason, it's like the standard that we have to hold JV to. But I think tonight, I think tonight is Verlander's strongest performance uh, of the season. I I think he could do something special tonight, even. I just—it's got that feeling to me, especially after we saw that terrible game yesterday. Um, Verlander—we have talked all season about how amazing what he's doing is at age thirty-nine. He's gonna win the third, his his, his third Cy Young in his career. I think I saw today he's, he'll be the eleventh pitcher uh, to win three Cy Young awards, which is kind of crazy. Um, but he's gonna do it, I think, and I think that he really puts the exclamation point, the rubber stamp on that tonight, he knocks out any doubt or uncertainty about whether or not he deserves that award. Uh, I, I just, I see him dominating the Phillies tonight in Minute Park. I really do.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this is the moment for you to solidify yourself winning the American league Cy Young award. Obviously I believe he's going to win it regardless if he doesn't or doesn't, yeah. you know, if he does or he doesn't, um, Y'all got to remember, too, we don't know if we're going to see him in the Houston Astros uniform after the postseason. Yeah. You got to take advantage to seeing this guy pitch. You got to take advantage of everything. You know, when he's on TV, is is must-see TV because, like I said, we don't know if he's going to be in the Houston Astros uniform ever again. We just have to see what's going to happen in the winter meetings and the offseason. But enjoy the ride, what he's been doing. 39 years old, coming off of Tommy John surgery, like you said. It's that's very historic for somebody at his age and for him, like I had mentioned, too, he has won two Cy Young's ever since coming to Houston. He's been on the Cy Young ballot. I want to say three times a finalist three times in his Astros tenure. So it's like. How does this not how does this guy not go into Cooperstown with an Astros hat on his head? No. But at the same time, too, we saw Nolan Ryan pitched really well with the California Angels and with the Houston Astros, and yet retired with the Texas Ranger hat in Cooperstown. So by all means, you know what whichever route he decides to go, he's always going to be an Astro. Like I said, I believe he retires his number in Minime Park. But We got to focus on now for him to be a two-time World Series champion. That is the goal for this Astros team. I'm pretty sure that's the goal for him too, because he was not there last year when 2021 Houston Astros were on the world in the World Series. And this was without Lance McCullers Jr. and Justin Verlander. If Justin Verlander was pitching that ALDS as well, there wouldn't be I believe there's no injury to McCullers. Because that's why that's when McCullers had to come pitch and gave four in a crucial spot because they didn't know what was going to happen and who was going to pitch that game four. So, um, you know, getting back on track and everything about JV, but yeah, I mean, also I wanted to put up there too. Dusty was going to allow LMJ and JV to increase their pitch count. You know, since this is their last start of the season, they're going to have a week to recover. Because obviously this week it starts the wild card week and the next week on the 11th. I hope everybody got their tickets on Tuesday. Hopefully it's a 7-10 start time. Hopefully that's when we'll see Justin Verlander on the mound again. So I believe he's going to go out there, like you said, shove it down the Philadelphia Phillies throat. Maybe they'll have a hangover from yesterday's little party that they had in the clubhouse. Got to get back on track and try to at least get, I believe what, we'll be second. With wins in all time in Astros history, Astros franchise. They already are. Yeah, at 104. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking about it, but yeah, solidify yourself. Absolutely, and then hopefully take care of business tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, three o'clock, it is the season, the regular season finale for the Astros. Uh, We'll have Framber Valdez on the mound, 16 and six with a 289 ERA. versus Bailey Falter for the Phillies. Falter is six from four with a three and ninety ERA. And hopefully we see a positive, a positive uh, performance from Framber. You know, we've talked, he's had a couple rough outings recently, uh, be on a pitch count, like you said. But let's hopefully we could see him getting back on track headed into the postseason because we're gonna need him uh to be at his best. Um so, yeah, hopefully we see that from Franburg, and hopefully the Bats get hot over these last two games as well. You know, we want to see some life. Been a little quiet lately, a little quiet. Other than that first game versus the D-backs, they've been a little quiet on this homestand. So hopefully the Bats can get going on Tuesday and Wednesday and send us off to the postseason in style. Yeah, we
1: haven't scored really high. I mean, the only highest runs game that we had played was on September 27 against the D-backs, their first game back at home, everything else has been two, three, yeah. two, three, and 0. So, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that offense to explode. I mean, this is the last part, you know, this is the last part of the season. Two games, and your season's done, and then playoffs. We got to get ready. We got to get ready. We can't have the bats get cold all of a sudden. And then especially Frambert, too, as well, like we were talking about, he cannot be falling off this wagon right now. The, this historic season that he's been having, you know, First-time All-Star and everything like that. Probably a Cy Young candidate as well. He cannot be falling off the wagon right now. He needs to get back on its horse, continue riding. Um, You know, real quick, the back-to-back. You know, the back-to-back starts that he has had that were pretty bad. Ten and two-thirds, earned runs, four walks, eight strikeouts. That is not positive. That is not a positive no. sign to see. That is not a great sign to see from the franchise. I mean, that's why I'm saying we got to see a big, big, big outing from him. You know, if it's five innings, three hits, one earned run, I'm taking that all day compared to four earned runs, six earned runs, all that, you know, in his last two starts. So biggest thing coming into Wednesday and in the final game of the season, capture a win and getting Framber back on the wagon.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, going up these last two, these last two outings for the Astros against the against Ranger Suarez and Bailey Falter, they're going up against guys that that are not bad pitchers, uh, and so hopefully, you know, with Randall on the mound, offense is motivated, and all those things kind of start clicking, and the Astros can win this final series uh, and head off into the postseason with a winning attitude. But either way, it is crazy that uh, we're here, we're at the end of the regular season, but. The postseason is coming up, and as we head into Astros' roundup, kind of lead it off right there, the Astros will confirm be the number one seed of the American League. That's confirmed after the Yankees lost to uh, the Baltimore Orioles, giving the Astros the number one seed in the American League, uh, guaranteeing us home field advantage all the way through the American League uh, Championship Series. And then I think the magic number to secure the number two seed in all of baseball, I think that's at one. So I think we have to win one more game uh, to for sure be the number two seed. So that would give us a chance if the Dodgers were to mess up and make it to the World Series. Hey, we could host the World Series again, too, theoretically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but what we're looking at right now, too, right now the Astros are predicted, not well, not predicted, but projected to play against either the number 4 seed in Toronto against the number 5 seed in Seattle between those two teams battling right now um it could be a great chance that Tampa Bay gets in that mix depending how Seattle plays Seattle's 87 to 72 while Tampa Bay's 86 to 74 so the Mariners have a game and a half in front of them for the you know for that spot so we'll just have to see you know if we play Seattle we We've done pretty well the second half against them, but we know they, they know us and we know them. It's that's going to be an interesting matchup. If we play them, the Toronto blue Jays, it's a different ball club. Now I think from that first part of the season, they were really, you know, doing good. And then of course they started firing their manager. Um, They were losing a lot of games as well. Then after that, the second half of the season, they'd just been on a roll. So um you can't out. You just can't count out these wild card teams. Obviously, we already know that from the World Series in 2019. Um, All sure. th- them three teams are pretty damn good. Um yeah. Toronto. You know, Alex Manoa. I just mentioned he's probably going to be a top five, top three, Cy Young candidate. Whatever you want to you want to list him at. Um, we've seen Jose Barrios. We've seen Kikuchi, but I don't know if Kikuchi is going to be a starter. Uh Kevin Gossman, Ross Stripling. We've seen those starters before Ross Stripling when he was with the Dodgers. And then Seattle. Seattle has young talent. Let's just start there. From Julio Rodriguez to George Kirby. I mean, that that starting rotation, too, dude. You can't sleep on that starting rotation. You, you just cannot. Because you got Luis Castillo. You know, the Cy Young winner from last year and Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby. I mean, and then their bullpen's still pretty good without from last year. You know, obviously they had the best bullpen in the American League last year until they traded away Kendall Graveman. They're still a good bullpen. So, I mean, this that team is gonna be really great, especially with Julio Rodriguez now coming off the IAL just yesterday right. and being back in that lineup. And I like I said, when he's in that lineup, that energy level, and not just in the clubhouse, but in the stands, goes nuts. So it's it's very important for the Astros to be prepared. And like I said, we got to end this last two games with good offensive scoring. We got to at least put up four or five runs. I'll take four or five because it, it's better than three, two, and a goose egg. So I'm really looking forward to see how these. How the Astros end the season, as well as get ready for these, probably, you know, really these three teams in general.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt, I think that there's no. I mean, it's the postseason. There's no easy matchups, Um, but I do think that of the teams on our side of the bracket projected, they are teams that are that we match up with that we match up well with. Uh, I think specifically, like you said, I've said before, I really am curious with the Blue Jays. Uh, I think like you said, there was those different teams. It was two different teams. We were a different team. They were a different team. It was, mm-hmm. com- it was a completely different attitude. Is you know, in April when we played them, you couldn't have convinced me that the Astros were gonna win 105 games. You, yeah, I, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> there is um, no I, way. I thought this was a team that was gonna be lucky to win 90 uh, at best. So I mean, you know, I think that that change in trajectory says a lot. And I think you know, like you said, we've handled Seattle. But they are not the same team. They have more energy. They have Luis Castillo, who we didn't have to deal with the last time we played them. Um, So yeah, it it is a lot of a lot of up in the air here. But I'm I'm just excited to get it going. Uh, Obviously, the Astros are going to have that a bit of a rest versus rust situation. They're going to be they're going to be off. We're going to finish this this series against the Phillies on Wednesday, and then the first round of the ALDS doesn't start until Tuesday. So. Whoever those other two teams are, they'll be playing this weekend in the wild card round, uh, which obviously, depending on how many, if that goes to all three games, you know, uh, that raises the question of do you throw your best starter? And you're Obviously, you're going to win or take all game three. How do you save that? That, that works. Uh, so maybe they can come in with an extra arm burned. I think that would especially be tough for Toronto if that series goes three games and they win. If the Blue yeah, Jays can I, can win that series in three and they have to come in um right into Houston to start that start the ALDS off. I think I think that's tough for them. I think the Mariners are built a little bit better to handle that situation, but it's gonna be interesting either way. Yeah, I'm looking right now at the stats from you know from
1: last year from that game one. Astros scored six game one against the White Sox, and then game two, they scored nine. So I'm hoping they don't, like you said, rest kind of rust kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm hoping for that. That's the last thing we need. That's what I'm saying. I think it's very important for these guys in these last two games at the homestand to start scoring some runs, get that, get better approaches at the plate, see the ball, great play discipline, great approaches in general. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing of them all. Just trying to end the game end the game and end the season on the right note, obviously you solidify yourself being the second best team in Astros history we got to follow that off with more than just that. We need to continue, I think, you know, besides me talking and thinking I'm on the team, besides, you know, getting the best record in Astros franchise history. Better than going to the ALDS, better than making the ALCS, but winning that title. I think that's that's every postseason team's goal, but sure. the Astros, you know, but for the Astros, I think that's every goal every season when we go into the playoffs and we're always short. We got to finish the job. We got to finish the job. So um but real quick like I wanted to talk to you about that too with Tampa not Tampa Bay, but Toronto and Seattle. I mean best of 3 you had said. Yeah. I'm picking Seattle on that if that's the case because like I said the pitching is lined up and you even said just now the the pitching of Seattle would carry over with toronto but that lineup of toronto's i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i I just the wild card itself between them two teams it's really good for us because they're gonna be you know going against each other it's gonna be a dog battle just period as well yeah no it will be
0: that'll be a great series and i think on the other side um between the guardians and the rays as things are matched up i don't think that's as Short up of a series, as people could, could would think. They, C- Cleveland's been playing good baseball. The Guardian, they just took two out of three from Tampa Bay. Uh, but that's that's no easy series there either. Uh, and then the National League playoff scenarios are just getting more and more interesting oh by God. the day. Um, just, real, real quick, we'll just sit. Jake Myers is back. Uh, made his return this week. He's gone two for six with a stolen base and three strikeouts. Probably like to see him get a couple starts here in, in these last two, get at least one start in these last two games, just to kind of get him ready as well. Uh, and then, as far as AAA news, uh, Josh James, Big Flame James, had surgery on his flexor tendon, according to the Astros, uh, and the team did not provide a timetable for his return. That's per Chandler Rome. And Josh James, to me, that's one of those guys I've kind of given up on. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see him in an Astros uniform again
1: yeah he'll probably be a little trade piece going into either the offseason or the trade deadline. It's sad to see that because he I mean he does throw hard but the accuracy and everything like that with him and of course his injury history as well has just been right. really bad for him. So best of luck to him and speed recovery
0: as well. For sure. So real quick, we'll just kind of go through the, the playoff picture as things stand. There is still some seeding to be done. Uh there's still a couple of variables uh, as far as who's going to be playing what, where, but for right now, we do know who all the playoff teams are. We know that the American League Division champs are Houston, Cleveland, and the Yankees, and the AL Wild teams are the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Mariners. Now, again, that that Wild Card ranking, I think the only one who is for sure is the Blue Jays uh, mm-hmm. are for sure the fourth seed as the highest Wild Card. But Tampa Bay and Seattle, I think you said, what, they had a game and a half between them? Yeah, a game game and a half. Theoretically, that could get um, switched up for now. so For right now, the Blue Jays are playing. They're going to be hosting that wild card round this weekend uh, against probably Seattle. And then Cleveland will be hosting the Rays this weekend. Uh, The winner of that series will be playing the New York Yankees in the ALDS. And then on the other side, we had an interesting development over the weekend where the Atlanta Braves swept the New York Mets. Uh in one win Sunday night, their magic number went from three to one. Uh, and the Braves are one win away or one Mets loss from capturing the National League East for the what sixth straight year? Yeah. So yeah, you know. I yeah, so I mean, they, they almost got the, that taken care of. Obviously, the Mets, you know, have led all season. had a 10.5 game lead back in June. Uh, so, for right now, the Braves are the NL East Division champs. We're going to operate with that assumption. Theoretically, that could change, but we'll see. Uh, and it, it, they've got the Phillies, who cl- again punched their ticket last night, versus the Cardinals in the first wild card round. Uh, the winner of that will be playing the Braves and then the New York Mets are going to be hosting the San Diego Padres in the second wild card round this weekend and the winner of that series playing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I think I think anyway any combination is going to create some very good NLDS matchups. I think St. Louis uh, Atlanta, that's fantastic. I think San Diego LA, that's fantastic or Mets LA That's a great matchup, too. I don't know. I think that's going to be really good baseball uh, to watch this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that NLDS of the Mets and the Dodgers. I think the Mets take it from the Padres. You know, I think so too. Padres fans, but DeGrom and Scherzer, I mean, going against the top two. Look at the Look what the
0: Braves just did to
1: them. I know. I know. I mean, the Braves, no one's giving credit to that Braves team, too. I mean, gosh. Mm they just create talent over there but um but you like you said speaking of Braves I think Cardinals take it from the Phillies that's going to be an interesting matchup that's you know obviously that is the you know the final run of Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols so I mean they're going to try to go out and end it with a World Series, you know, title another ring into their you know collection that they have but I think the biggest matchup I really want to see is that Mets and Dod- I mean the Dodgers are gonna have a tough period, dude. They're gonna really have. Oh no, tough kidding! Yeah, they are. If they if if they play it's no cake, the Mets. Yeah, for them it's really not. For us, eh, a little. But Dodgers, you got to go either the Mets or Podgers. Like I said, I I like the Mets on that. You're gonna have a dog fight against them two teams. The Mets and the Dodgers is gonna be a dog fight. Obviously, I think the I think if I could think in the top of my head, I think the Mets have. The series The season series win against them By one Anyway If the Dodgers beat them They gotta go against the Braves again Or the Cardinals Them two teams are very hard To win games And I'm just gonna predict right now I think the Braves win The pitching staff the Braves had I mean that rookie sensation Like I said Spencer Strider Max Freed Kyle Wright Charlie Morton I mean, mm-hmm. they got a, they got to and then the bullpen too. The bullpen's still good as well. So that National League is, I think, really that's the toughest. Div- not division, but the league. I say the American League. You know, no offense to the Astros and to the uh the rest of the American League teams. I think the Astros are still the best. Of course, you know we're Astros fans here. They're right. the best. But you know, being unbiased, that un, that national league is very tough. That I mean, you really can't say which isn't. I mean, Phillies would probably be the only one I wouldn't say that are up there. Padres, I mean, they they got one soto. Um, Josh Bell, Jake Cronenworth. Of course, they got you, Darvish. Uh Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove at a time was a National League Cy Young uh candidate, but I don't know how he's been doing the rest of the year. Mike Clevenger, Blake's now. I mean, I think it's just gonna like you said it's just gonna be a dog
0: in that national league. Yeah, no, it, it will be. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh postseason to watch. Uh so also a couple other things from around the league. Uh Aaron Judge still at 61 home runs and at this point, uh, with I think they have three games remaining. I think they had a rain out game they gotta make up uh with, with the Rangers. It's getting a little close. It's getting a little scary. He went one for four. The strikeout today. Um, again, not to be a hater, but it'd be freaking hilarious if he ends up sitting at sixty-one the end of the regular season. And like, yeah, I know they're gonna keep it to me the whole. They're gonna talk about it the entire. Um, they're gonna talk about it in the, in the postseason as well. Uh, but just something to keep track of. Uh, Pujols hit number seven hundred three. The machine just keeps on trucking along uh there's nothing that can stop him man and it's in his final um his final appearance at Bush Stadium he hit a home run I mean it's pretty cool watching those guys go out on their own terms like that yeah I believe his last
1: um the last homestead the first game they came back to Bush I want to say they gave him 700 not 700, a gold bat replicating, you know, obviously hitting 700 home runs. So that that was pretty nice to see. And then speaking of the Cardinals, since we're on the topic, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. These guys have been together for a long, long time. Obviously, there's been another story without talking about Aaron Judge's Robert, uh, Roger Maris's 60, you know, one tying home run and everything like that. But I think right. that's the biggest story of them all is them three veterans right there walking off the field together one last time. That got to be emotional for Cardinals fans. I know that for a fact. Just looking at the video, I mean, Adam Wainwright was already looking like he was breaking down. Yadier Molin had some tears in his eyes. I don't know how Pujols was feeling at the time, but a great run for three veterans like that they are most likely, I, I know for two for sure are going to reach Cooperstown. Adam Wainwright could have a chance actually, but I mean, them guys did everything for that franchise. I believe when they were there, they won two World Series for St. Louis. Um, Yadier Molina especially being the biggest of them all, really staying in St. Louis, Adam Wainwright too. Um, great careers from them guys, really. It's just – they get, when I saw that, I was just thinking about like, wow, when Jose Altuve retires from Houston, you cannot tell me you're not going to shed at least one little tear at least one little tear coming oh, down man, your eye because cry. because it's like you spend your whole career in houston you've watched him growing up you know from the time whenever you started watching jose TV back in 2013 2012 all the way to now when he retired so um but yeah them three guys walking off the field with the cardinals
0: so i'm in mean, one last dance for them really yeah, if we get if if we get Team of Destiny truck sticked by them, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm already I mean Sports Center had showed earlier last night I want to say that they showed Albert Pujols hitting the most home runs off a team, and guess who it was?
0: Oh, it's us. Oh, I'm
1: well aware, it was, yeah. It's like I believe it was like 82 that he had and the next one was like 60 or 50 something.
0: If they, if they make, if they make the NLCS. I'm just not watching baseball the rest of the year. I know exactly how that's going to go.
1: Oh, juice balls are going to St. Louis regardless. They're, they're going to oh, go whenever sure. our pool host is coming up to plate. I mean, I won't be surprised if he wins the NLCS MVP.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Well, folks, the postseason is upon us. The end of the regular season is here. Wild card games start this weekend. Obviously, we got a little bit of movement still. we got to kind of keep our eyes on uh with those wildcard matchups but for the most part we have a pretty good idea of how things are going to shake out and it's going to be a hell of a postseason the astros do not play this weekend we're not in this wildcard round we'll wrap up this series with the phillies and then be off again until next tuesday uh so have a little bit of time take some get some rest get some rest this weekend get your chores done mow the lawn Rake the leaves. Do what you got to do to clear up your schedule for postseason baseball because it's coming, and it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a fantastic October. Hopefully the Astros can make a deep run, maybe get another World Series title. We'd all love to see it for sure. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's here, and I, I couldn't be more excited. Love it.
1: Yeah, I, I love it too. I'm, I'm ready for it. I already got my tickets for both AODS Games 1 and 2. Whoever it is, I'm pretty sure Verlander is going to be game one, but game two, I don't care who it is. I hope we just end up coming out there with the win. Um, postseason baseball is just the best time of year. It's I don't even look at college football or anything like that. When postseason baseball is here, it is here. Crowd gets more into it. Rally towels are flying. Orange towels everywhere. Um, I believe they had orange clappers one year. I believe that was in 2017. So if you don't have your – postseason tickets what are you doing get to t- get the tickets you got to get the tickets you got to see these guys got to support these guys whatever you do whatever you can um like will said do your chores make sure you do them then when it comes to tuesday night thursday night you're watching astros baseball with a, either a cold beer or a cold soda in your hand and cheering on your guys so now we're we're really excited to see what this team can do and maybe like you said make a big
0: not deep deep run into the postseason yeah well hopefully we'll we'll see that get going we'll be back with you guys later this week or first part of next week check our social media we'll keep you updated on our our next episode as we kind of gauge uh this new territory here but thank you for tuning in to full steam ahead we'll see you next time yep make sure you follow us at full steam ahead on twitter